You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlic. A podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and their business journey, including their top tips, especially for you. But not only that, you'll hear their inspirational stories too, the real authentic version, because life and business is actually a roller coaster. I'm the founder of Woman Who, and I help you to power up your personal brand and get visible. I teach you the simple steps to get where you want to be. I help you to find your story and create the opportunities for you to share it confidently on stage, in print, and in other media. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you so that you can achieve in the future. I'll be sharing my knowledge, insights and stories too. Enjoy this week's podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, get your podcast onto Grow Radio and check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills. So head over to growradio.uk today. a woman who chats and today I'm chatting with Tracy Ray who is the client director for Go Beyond Partners and I'm going to let you introduce yourself properly because you do a lot more than that Tracy. So tell us a little bit about what you do and what you're doing right now. Fabulous. Well thank you for having me first and foremost. So as you just shared I'm a client director for Go Beyond Partners. That's 300 odd people in the UK We have a lot of relationships with a number of sectors across the UK, including financial services, manufacturing, health, etc. But ultimately, we do everything from operational excellence through to transformations, digital journeys, customer experience, customer journeys, that sort of thing. So a real breadth in terms of what we deliver. Now, most people have never heard of that company. We're actually owned by someone called WebHelp, which is 125,000 people. And then we're actually merging this year with a company called Concentrix from America. So theoretically, at 450,000 people, we would be even bigger than the top four in terms of consulting services. So it's fascinating in terms of three businesses I've never heard of. And I joined them about six weeks ago. Fantastic. Yeah. And I'm also chair of the board for Parkour UK. So that's coming up to two years. And as everybody might know, in terms of parkour, it's free running and typically you might see that at the start of the James Bond movie where they're running over the buildings and through the cranes and that's typically what you might see on social media but it literally offers a lot more than that. Have you done parkour yourself? I have I've taken my daughter 
in the respect of I, I don't really do it myself. My body's broken. I was an international athlete when I was younger, but I've taken my daughter along to some jams and I've been present at jams and watched other people doing it. So, no, I don't. I'm not that adventurous. But at the same time, you know, the simple things for kids is just about learning how to use your you know, natural body movement in the environment around you. So that can be just, you know, jumping off a park bench when you see a three year old in the town centre you know, you could classify that as parkour. And that's what's quite exciting about it. We have some projects where we actually engage with city centre planning and town centre planning to look at how you can structure that natural environment a little bit more conducively to encourage physical activity. Yeah, yeah. And unlike kids today, I don't bounce anymore. I just break back. <laughs> so I think I'll still stay well away. Although I have watched it and I have seen it, it. You know, it's amazing when you watch what they can do. But we're not talking about parkour today. We're going to chat today about resilience. Mm -hmm. And this is a topic that I think is really important to cover, which I thought would be really beneficial for our listeners. Because a lot of people say, myself included, oh, I'm resilient. You know, I'm great. I bounce back. I'm adaptable. And I can always find the positive from every negative and fight through and whatever. But what does resilience mean to you? So... You just use language there, Sandra, around bouncing back. And I think that's the crux of what a layperson would use to describe what resilience is. And for me, there's a little bit more depth to it. So that ability to be able to recover quickly from difficulties. And that's not to say it has to be completely, but normally largely. And you don't necessarily have to have a positive feeling about it. It can be that you're looking at it through a certain lens, which, you know, is in survival mode. But ultimately, if something has gone awry and you just grit your teeth, pick yourself back up and still believe that you can do something or overcome, then that's what it's originally tended for in terms of describing what resilience is. So despite the setback, I'm going to go and do my best and achieve something or achieve a goal and nothing's going to get in my way I'm going to overcome yeah and I think you know there is a tendency to I mean my mother always said to me as a child you know if I fell over or had any setback pick yourself up brush yourself down off you go you'll be fine and I think that was a sort of mantra that was inbuilt in me through life but also I think it can actually be a sort of a challenge in itself because there is a tendency to keep going, to keep bouncing back, to keep on and sort of brushing yourself down. And to, to, for myself personally, to the extent of burnout. And you actually got to the crux of what resilience is quite quickly there, Sandra. So what's fascinating is that people don't necessarily see that part of resilience is about your capacity to create space to recover. It's not about the ability to continuously go at something because nobody can. And that's where if you try, either by the breadth of what you're trying to do or with a narrow focus that's just continuous and banging your head against a brick wall, that burnout will develop quite quickly. So I think that it's the acknowledgement that there is a huge part of resilience, which is about how do you incorporate recovery into your experiences so that you have the energy to go again, so that you understand through experiential learning, because everybody is different in terms of you know, how they face into a challenge and how they overcome it and the time frame associated with that. 
from people like your mother instilling that discipline in you can get up quite quickly and go again. But if they're having, you know, the continuous challenge several times in a row, for some, it might get easier because of the fact that they know what it feels like and know how to overcome quickly. Or for others, that might be quite debilitating because it might knock their confidence or self-belief. And that's another huge aspect of it. So recovery is a significant part of resilience and ensuring that you take care of yourself and that you know yourself and that you have that emotional awareness. And I can talk about strategies in a bit, but that is a real crux of the issue. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it is building that space because and when and that's why I burnt out, because I not that I couldn't build that space. I didn't have the capacity to build that space at that time because I've got things coming from all angles. And I just had to keep going because there was no alternative. Having the resilient, maybe, as you say, the strategies within me to keep doing that. But at some point, I reached a point where I could no longer keep on going because you have to think about that, that recovery time. It's really important, isn't it? Yep, absolutely spot on. And I think that if you look at everybody from trailblazers, a trailblazers such as yeah, Indra Nui, I always wonder how to pronounce her name, which is the former CEO of PepsiCo, or May Barra, who was the CEO of General Motors, you know, they're women who showed great resilience through, you know, breaking into say that business environment and male dominated industries but i think that when you have role models of people who have been there and done it and you share those experiences to know that you're not alone in what you're going through and how you overcome them then actually talking about it quite a lot does open the doors for other people to understand how they can draw upon the same strategies and that's that that's the foundations of where woman who was built you know, you can't be what you can't see. Having those role models and not just the role models that sit at the top. You need role model everyday women who are doing Absolutely. things. By sharing their stories, the good and the bad, we can learn so much. And they are the role models to each and every one of us. And I like to give people that opportunity to be those role models because life isn't straightforward, is it? No, and absolutely spot on. I think that, you know, we can all connect with each other on whatever level that is because of the fact that we have shared experiences and storytelling is very powerful through that. I absolutely love networking and I'm hosting a Woman Who Live and Lunch in Birmingham on Friday the 22nd of September. You'll hear inspiring speakers, make great new connections and we'll also announce the finalists of the Woman Who Achieves Solopreneur Awards 2023. To book, simply visit womanwho.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. And the thing is, it's about how do you get that out in the public domain where people feel comfortable with that connection? So, you know, Sheryl Sandberg, for example, for those that don't or have not heard of Option B, most people have heard of Lean In, which is a concept and a company that she's founded. But Option B is a second company, which is a book about facing adversity, about building resilience and finding joy. And it was after the sudden death of her husband, which 
you know, people go through grieving all the time. It doesn't matter if you're in the public eye or not. You know, Cheryl felt certain that she and her children would never feel that pure joy again. And it was in collaboration with a gentleman called Adam Grant, who's a psychologist at Wharton, who basically helped her go through a process of utilizing Cheryl's personal insights and Adam's you know, research on finding strength in the face of adversity and exploring the stories of a broad range of people who have overcome challenges in their lives. And if anybody has not been on the Option B website, it really brings to life, you know, people on the ground, lay people who have, you know, had to face into that adversity and how they have built resilient strategies, everything from divorce or, you know, grieving for a loved one who's passed, etc. You know, they're really powerful stories. And I would definitely advocate other people going in and reading up on it. Yeah, well, I'll pop the link in the show notes for this so that people can explore that. And thank you for sharing it. It's so let's talk about some strategies for resilience then. So what would be some great strategies for people to adopt or things that you would suggest? Okay, so resilience can be nurtured and strengthened over time. So there's probably seven or eight things I would say associated with resilience that you would potentially want to advocate or try yourself. So first one would be most people have heard of Carol Dweck in terms of a growth and fixed mindset. And with growth mindset, that's about embracing challenges as opportunities for growth, for learning, for reframing setbacks, almost like a stepping stones. Because if you go into something knowing that you're not going to succeed or it's going to be too difficult, then ultimately that mindset will stay with you unconsciously for the next situation, right? So you've got to be willing to be flexible and have that adaptability. But what I would also say is a slight lens with that, which is around optimism with a future focus. That's a real key one. So a growth mindset would be my first one. Yeah. A second one I would say is about inner drive. So you need to have a level of self-belief and situational confidence. That's not to say the confidence has to be trait. So you have state or trait, right? And trait is personality, whereas state is inner situation. And you have to actively practice that self-belief. Otherwise, it can overwhelm you in the next situation, all right? So a typical example of that is delivering presentations and sometimes the anxiety that builds for some people about facing into that. A third strategy I'd probably advocate is around building a support network. All right. So surrounding yourself with positive and empowering people who can provide guidance, encouragement and advice. And there's five types of people that I would suggest that everybody has. So one is a coach. Two is a friend. Three is a mentor. Four is a cheerleader. And fifth, more importantly, is a truth teller. Right. So I like that concept because of the fact that you do need someone who's going to, in a safe space, hold a mirror up to what's happened and your role in it and a level of responsibility and accountability. And for those of you that know me, you know, in terms of the chimp paradox, I like that as a model, as a framework to understand why the brain operates the way that it does and people's emotional reactions to things. And I do go and give a lot of talks on this, not because I'm an expert, but my interpretation 
of the book and how I have utilized it in my life. And I think that's very powerful if you haven't read that book. Number four, I say is around emotional awareness. So you have to, at some point, take responsibility for what has happened and to own it. Now, that's not to say that you're taking the blame. That's different. Right. But there is a level of accountability that you need to own and go through a process of when you're able to step back from the situation and you're not, you know, in the crux of it, in the emotional side of things, because there is always two sides to a story. And sometimes that ability to be able to put yourself in another person's shoes means that you can empathize with them and that will help build resilience in a different way. I say number five is around practicing self-care. So I'm a big believer that a lot of people undervalue things like sleep. Right. So if you've not read Arianna Huffington's The Sleep Revolution, I would suggest that you do, because we all typically sacrifice sleep in the name of productivity. But ironically, it's our loss of sleep that will have an impact in terms of our ability to be resilient. So if we think that we can just keep going, like you referred to earlier, Sandra, around, you know, the burnout, it will end up catching up with us at some point. And our starting point always has to be sleep. So sleep, you know, getting some exercise in, having a good, healthy diet, those are really key. And probably one of the last ones I talk around is embracing failure as feedback. Right. So. This is about failing fast and learning from those valuable lessons and adapting your strategies accordingly, because you need to have a positive attitude to life and a can-do attitude. But at the same time, you have to embrace that everybody is going to fail in life. And so you might really want a job. And, you know, most of you on this you know, forum through Woman Who will know that, you know, I tried to set up a business in terms of coaching last year and you know doing some of the work around strategic talent management and that hasn't worked out for me so I've had to you know pivot and course correct but I don't see that as failure I see that as part of the journey that's enabled me to get to where I am and you know introduced me to some fabulous people and winded my network etc so that would be my last one. Absolutely fascinating. I could just sit and listen to these all day. Some really good, useful tips there as well, you know, to make us and help us on our journeys, but also to be aware of the resilience, you know, be aware of our mindset, be aware of the people around us that are influencing us. And I loved it when you said, you know, have the truth teller with that person who does tell you the truth. My mother was my truth teller, probably not the best person, but she said it as it was. And sometimes that really helped, you know, other times, no, just stay out of my business. But yeah, it's having the right people, making sure that you're taking advice from the right people. People. And I always say every coach needs a coach. Every mentor needs a mentor. You need those key people in your life. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you, Tracy. If you could just leave our audience with just one piece of advice or one top tip about resilience, what would that be? I would turn around and say that even in the most hardest moments of life, there will be people around you that accept you, that see you, that embrace what you're going through and will be there for you. Nobody needs to go through something alone. So no matter how alone you may feel in the moment, no matter how shameful something might feel, if it's quite significant for you, there will always be people 
around you that you can draw upon if you're willing to let them in and willing to help you on the journey. Fantastic advice. And you've shared some really great books and authors while we've been chatting and I will make sure I put the relevant links into the show notes. Thank you, Tracy Ray. Lovely to talk to you today. Thank you for listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for more inspiration, learning and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support and make new connections with over a thousand women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlick.